Hey everybody, welcome to the Warfare Grid, I'm Josh. And I'm Jake. And today we're watching episode 586, Power Rangers Mistoforce. <laughs> episode 14, Long Ago. <laughs> it aired June 12, 2006. Written by John Telligan, directed by Charlie Haskell. The next episode will also took place today, so I imagine they are sort of a a a, a two-part, a secret two-parter. But they're not called part one and two, so we don't got to do the same week. Yeah, different episodes. <laughs> different. So... Episodes. We're good. Same through line? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why they would release them both on the same day. And it's not like I can ask anybody, hey, do you remember if something big was going on <laughs> June 12th of 2006? Because they didn't miss a week. Because, like, seven days ago, Scaredy Cat aired. And then seven days from now, uh, episode 16 will air. So, like... What's going on? <laughs> it's just a just a double feature. I guess. It's just the mouse being like, hey, we got to get this thing out as quick as we can because we hate that we make this show now. We hate that we bought this and that Jackie Marchand <laughs> tricked us into making more of it. Because <laughs> apparently that was the, the plan was they buy Power Rangers and then they just run Mighty Morphin through Wild Force in perpetuity. And mm. that was it. And then just make that residual money. And then Jackie Marchand uh, was like, it was Jackie Marchand and I think someone else. I don't remember who else. It was one other person. But they were like, hey, what if what if we move production to New Zealand where um, they absolutely messed up the entire filmmaking climate with the Lord of the Ring movie? So it's super cheap to film there now. Um, what if we what if we go there and make it and we keep making it? And I guess whoever was at Disney that day just said yes on accident. <laughs> And then they just had to ke- they had to keep making it. For- Oops! I signed a contract to make seven more of these. Yeah, like <laughs> one, two, three. Because we're in the the fourth. We're in the fourth, and there's two more, three there's more. Th- there's three more. So yeah, there's seven. There's seven. Overdrive, Jungle Fury, and RPM are all Disney, right? Yeah, and yeah. Then, then it goes back to Saban, who bought it for like nine dollars. Like I feel like I could have <laughs> bought. Power Rangers in 2010 <laughs> and I had I was in debt I was actively in debt with college money so like <laughs> what a what a it's it's almost infuriating but what a smart business move right on Saban's yeah. part because then he sold it to Hasbro doubled his money again yeah. you know <laughs> bananas anyway if you're new here what we do is we pause the recording we go watch episode of Power Rangers we come back we talk about it you can follow along if you got the DVDs that's it. It's the only place you can you can follow along, or unless or unless you are a criminal and you did crimes to no. obtain it. Don't tell SPD. Don't tell SPD. <laughs> Don't tell Genji. He specifically warns that you can't wish for pirated <laughs> copies of DVDs. That's true, but you can wish for legal store bought copies <laughs> of the DVDs. Yeah, no free range DVDs here. What a weird thing. I want to go back. Can you I don't imagine want to. being the person who's like, I want Power Rangers Mystic Force on DVD, but I want someone's bootleg version from their basement collection. I don't want <laughs> the actual box set. I wanted to say Mystac Force <laughs> on the cover. The cover, just in Sharpie, just someone wrote Misto Ranger. My, my friend Jacob's dad bought a bootleg of uh, Star Wars Episode 2, mm-hmm. which you'll remember is called Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Not the one that he got. <laughs> the box said Attack of the Colons. So oh, oh, yeah. That's they, a different. Someone ate a McDonald's. That that's a... <laughs> <laughs> Have you been back? Have you been back? Yeah, to the... I had it for dinner last night. It was fine. Yeah, see, that's every time I something like that happens to me, everyone's like, oh, you're never going back there. I'm like, no, I'll go back there. <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> Might be a minute before I get breakfast again, but like, yeah, I'm going to get breakfast like, again. Right? Like. like... The other thing is, like, everyone's like, I love Taco Bell. I love Taco Bell so much. I could eat Taco Bell every single day for the rest of my life, and I feel like I would be fine. <laughs> um, just a reminder, I am trailer trash, <laughs> so in case anyone's wondering. And every, every time I mention that, somebody somewhere is like, oh, it's going to give you the runs. It's going to make you poop bad. It's going to make you poop. And I'm like, what kind of weak-ass stomach do you have that you can't <laughs> handle very okay tacos? <laughs> Like what? Like what's going on in there that you I know, can't I handle? I eat at Taco Bell. Like if I go out for lunch, it's like my go-to place to go for lunch when I'm at it's work. It's so good. I and like I don't even 
and since I don't live next to one, because because there used to be a KFC Taco Bell here, and then they got rid of the Taco Bell part for oh, some bummer. reason. Yeah, they're still at KFC, which is nice because I like I like their chickens. I like eating their chickens. I if it was Taco Bell, oh, I'd be there all the time. So maybe it's a good <laughs> thing that the closest Taco Bell to me is forty minutes away now. But like, I would I just want three tacos from Taco Bell every day. <laughs> <laughs> I usually get a quesadilla. Sometimes I get the beefy five layer. I can't. I don't see the because I don't. I don't have enough like a close enough access to it anymore i don't experiment i just get three tacos because like that's what i crave now. i don't their taco supremes are pretty good but just their regular tacos just like are missing something for me I, I do here's here's my trick here's my secret and this this is actually a secret tip i got from a taco bell employee in the <laughs> drive through line of a taco bell no oh, they so told you, know, you they're like hey if you order it this way exactly um because <laughs> i i like it supreme too but I, I don't like i like sour cream but they put too much of it on so i was like can i get a supreme but with no sour cream which is like hey instead i'm gonna put this in as a regular and add tomato because it's cheaper <sighs> that way and you still get all the stuff you want so that's a pro tip from taco bell to your family this holiday season nice they have the best fountain pepsi of anywhere their fountain their their fountain dew is the nectar of the gods (laughs) i drink so much mountain dew normally that i don't tend to get one when i go out but the pepsi oh it's the best fast food cola (laughs) is is taco bell pepsi maybe i'll have to have to give i don't drink i don't drink mountain dew on the reg anymore every once in a while i'll buy a case of that watermelon because i'm i am uh just a full up I am a full on <laughs> slut for watermelon drink. I cannot I, I try I try one of those and I couldn't finish it. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. It could, I don't, haven't tried. They have like a pink lemonade one now that yeah. I've been meaning to try, but I don't it's know hard because you have like. to you have to buy a whole bottle. Like a, not like, like we, a, not a big bottle like the refrigerated one. If you up don't front, like it, if you don't like it, then you've wasted two dollars. Yeah, they should like we said. I think we said this a while ago. They should just sell little nips, just little, little soda nips. nips. Just let a little me, nip for like fifty cents. Let me spend fifty cents. See what this new this new Mountain Dew flavor is. It's just one mouth, one good swish of a Mountain go, Dew. A good mouthful. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Love it. <laughs> you can get a hold of us very easily to buy this idea from us. Any soda company, Mountain Dew, I would prefer, but any soda company. We're cheap. Yeah, <laughs> we're not. The idea is not as expensive as you would think. All you need to do is pay me more than Walmart, and you got me. Yeah, and that can't be that hard. It cannot be that much. <laughs> um, so do you want to go watch this episode? Yeah. What's it called? Longigo? Uh, Longigo, yeah. Longigo. By, By the, the power, power of Grayskull. And we just watched long ago, and we did we did when we came back. We did talk about WWE 2K22 for a mm-hmm. long time. Um, so en- enjoy that when the Frankencast comes out. <laughs> but, okay, this episode swung. Last episode, worst episode of the season in a walk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This episode swung back so hard. This episode's pretty good. Like. I don't Did know. You... If, I don't know if it's like as good as I think it is, or if I'm just it's just not as terrible as the last one. And I'm like, ooh, great. There were multiple times during this episode that I was like, hey, I like this show, right? Yeah. <laughs> there was a couple of things where I was like, oh, damn. And also, if I may be a guy for like ten seconds, goddamn, Melanie Vallejo is so pretty, <laughs> just so pretty. Uh, yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to talk about it. But first, heyjakeandjosh.com. That's the website. You can go there and listen to episodes up through Wild Force, including the Bobos. Then there's the archive feed, which I've been told is up through the episode Dismissed of SPD. So that's like a lot. That's quite a bit. Yeah. That's quite a bit. You can email us at littleidiots.morphingrid at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at MorphingGrid. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Play. Podnet. Podbay. Podbaby. Podfrog. Podfrog. It's going to jump. <laughs> it's doing a hop. It's, <laughs> it's getting all of its legs out. 
Oh, <laughs> hey everybody! I know, I know, I was worried. The frog is back in a major way, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm very excited. The did you were you paying attention to the credits, the opening credits? No, uh, yes, yeah, yeah. They're yeah, the opening credits. It, yeah, it spoils spoil it. the new character. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> weird. They couldn't have waited an episode. <laughs> seeing, seeing as maybe yeah, that I mean that guy way- only shows up for like five <laughs> seconds. Maybe you know. The way you do it is you you don't put him in the opening credits and you put him at the end credits of this one. Yeah, and then next and then time, next time, yeah, he's in the opening. But no, we just here's a new fucking Power Ranger. <laughs> get ready. I have a, one qualm that we will get to uh, when we when we get there, um, but I think it'll be fine. I'm I'm gonna trust that them. Uh, I hope <laughs> I hope I hope they do well. <laughs> Um, you can leave us a rating and review in any of those places. Also, we're on Patreon, patreon.com slash heyjakeandjosh for as little as a dollar a month. You can help support the show. We really appreciate it. I just turned my camera on somehow. That was fun. Oh. Uh, this is a Friday episode, and I know we have an email, so I'm going to read it. All right. This this one <laughs> is from Cameron. The, uh... The subject line is, your Australian accents in the Fireheart episode. Uh-oh. Hey, Jake and Josh. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm the only Australian who listens slash comments regularly on your podcast, but Uh-oh. I thought I'd give you some feedback <laughs> on your Australian accents that you did uh, in a recent episode when Sander made the point that he was a born leader. <laughs> I just want to say that the episode where I mention that I know we have Australian listeners and have not heard from them because the that episode had not aired yet has not aired yet when we are recording this. <laughs> so I was expecting this, but it this this just happened. This is not because I said we're going to get some feedback cuz I did, but that episode's not out yet. <laughs> this is just cuz I knew. I knew it was coming. I'll be perfectly honest. I'd rate your accents about a 6 out of 10. That's hey! pretty generous. <laughs> Above average. Above average. It's still a failing grade, but not by much. So like you can bring that up with like a good Bosnian accent you later. You graduate high school with that. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I graduated with very low grades. So. <laughs> so. Yeah, you can tell, like, the last half of my senior year, I was like, just give me a D so I can get out of here. I, I'm done. I'm done with this. <laughs> th- so this is the wildest fact about me. I'd like to think that, like, I play dumb on TV. Like, I play a little dumber than I am on TV, you know, for, for podcasts. But, yeah, like, play it up for fun. Yeah, because it's funnier. I'm... I'm pretty smart. My college, like, I, I graduated college. It was a film school, so it doesn't really count. But I graduated college with a 3.9. Okay? That's pretty good, I think. <laughs> Out of 119 kids in my uh, senior class, in my graduating class, I was 91st. I know there are dumber kids than me that were higher up, but they did homework, and I didn't. Uh, and yeah, that was see, the, that's difference. the difference. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you are better at most Americans I've heard at doing Australian accents. Thank you. Um, a lot of Americans uh, make the mistake of becoming too Cockney English. I uh, think David Tennant as a 10th Doctor. haven't watched that in a very, very long time, but I'll take your word for it. You made your accents quite rough and placed the voice quite low, which a lot of people from where I grew up tend to do. Hell yeah, I was just being very accurate to one place. <laughs> it's a regional dialect that you exactly. dialed into. Yeah. I grew up basically uh, in an area that's basically the last city before you get to the outback and that town, which is called Dubbo. I don't think I'm saying that right. D-U-B-B-O. That looks like Dubbo to me, but I don't – I'm not going to be confident about it. Uh, it's home to <laughs> what a lot of you would probably call rednecks. Uh, we call them bogans. <laughs> That's much funnier than rednecks. I live in New Hampshire, which is where all the northern rednecks live. Um, it's more hillbillies here. Yeah, well, you got the hillbillies. Yeah. there, you know, because you live in Appalachia where the hills are. Uh, close so, to – yeah. Yeah. Having lived in Sydney for six years, I've often been told that my accent has softened significantly and is no longer as broad as, as it was previously. Um, to be honest, your Australian accents are markedly better than my attempt at doing an American accent, which <laughs> nine out of ten times comes out sounding comparable to Jeff Foxworthy telling people they might be rednecks. <laughs> anyway, great job and all the best. Uh, thank you, Cameron. I feel like a lot of people from not America. So, so that's the thing. Our Australian accents... Which we just vaguely say, this is how people from all of Australia say. The whole thing, yeah. yeah. Is the equivalent of someone not from America doing an American accent and it just being very Southern. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's how a lot of people, when you're, because like, if you ask anybody with like an accent 
that is not an American accent to do like to sound American. They either go full Southern, like directly to Southern, which the leap between like the English accent and the Southern accent, not as big as you would think. It's yeah. like right there if if you like think about it. But then a lot of other people just like flatten out everything and they're like, I would like one hamburger. Like that's how <laughs> that's how Benedict Cumberbatch sounds as Doctor Strange. <laughs> it's ter- he's terrible as <laughs> an American accent. Uh, so thank you. Uh, I think six out of ten is a little generous. I'll take it. I'll take it. Absolutely, I will take it. The only accent I can do is a perfect Southern accent, uh, as seen on Sequinox. Yeah, flawless. And then, uh, like, I, and, like I can do a Boston accent, but that's cheating because like half of my family is from there. So yeah, like, yeah. Leave me alone long enough, and I'll just start doing one. It's just <laughs> oh yeah. You get you, me, and Tony in a room. It just devolves into yelling <laughs> in a Boston accent. And, I mean, and mine's mine's a Somerville accent. It's a little different. And I feel like Tony's is weirdly more from Dorchester, but like whatever. <laughs> Do you want to jump in? Yeah. All right. We start off on Mumra, whose name is Imperious, as he will say later in this episode. Yes. His name is Imperious, but I'm going to keep calling him Mumra because he's a big mummy. Uh, So he summons a guy whose name is Jester, and I know his name is Jester because there's no way he said Jeffster. Uh, What I kept hearing was Chester, and I was like, what a plain name for a a monster. (laughs) And I did not – and I was like, it's got to be Jester. But every time they said it, I heard Chester. I heard Jeffster the first like four times, and I was, I was like, like, "That's what I would call him." Like, it's, it, there's no way they just called him Chester. And then the credits it said voice of Jester. Yeah, which is I would say equally as regular as Chester in a different way, though. Yeah, it's just the it's just a job. It's not yeah. a name. <laughs> that would be like calling Goldar henchman. You, yeah, you know? <laughs> like, it's just what you are. Goldar is warrior. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, Diabolico is demon. Yeah. You know, and so... Rito is skeleton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so Chester the Jeffster uh, gets summoned, and they talk about not really anything, just a regular bad guy stuff, like, go destroy, wreak some havoc, yeah, do dark like, magics. Hey, I want you to do something. Take this marker. And he's like, oh, I know what you want me to do with this marker. Oh, I'm going to draw. I'm going to go full Jigglypuff on these people. <laughs> There's a big, like, reveal, like a Jigglypuff reveal, <laughs> and you can barely notice. Yeah, it's, like, red, and it just, it's like— It's, like, a light it, red marker. It's really hard to see in standard definition on just, like, a human skin. <laughs> yeah. So then he does something interesting. Uh, uh, Mumra does something interesting where he kneels down, and he says, like, I won't let you down, master, talking to the big hole. So he is not the master. No, he is a master, but not a the master. master. Just—I like the clarification because I was a little confused last episode— uh, we cut to root core where Madison is blindfolded and they're like, all right, we're going to do a trust wall exercise. Just fall forward and they'll catch you. And this is how we build trust because you can't be a team without trust. It's also hard to be a team without your leader there most of the time. Uh, Udana? Udana? That's not today's lesson. <laughs> so she falls forward and I think it's Nick and Xander catch her. Yes. That's a weird, that's a weird choice. Yeah. And then they, they stand her back up, and she's like, yeah, you caught me. And they're like, yeah, trust trust fall. And they're like, okay, now you're going to fall backwards. And she's like, okay. And then as she says this, Claire walks by with a swaddled baby <laughs> robot dragon whose name is just Fireheart, which is good. Mm-hmm. So Claire walks by with this big, weird bottle that she's feeding it's it. It's so big, and it has like – there's like a hole in the middle so you can like grip it. Because it's so large. Yeah. Which is neat, but strange to look at. it's filled with motor oil, I guess, because that (laughs) dragon is a robot. It's a robot. (laughs) So she's like, oh, little Fireheart precious baby. And she's like feeding him and walking by. And Chip and Vita, who are supposed to catch Madison, are like, oh, baby dragon. And just like fully (laughs) leave as Madison, blindfolded, falls straight backwards. (laughs) And lands fully on her ass. When she lands, her like her feet kick up into the frame. It's yeah. very funny. And Udana helps her up, and she's like, "Guys, <laughs> rude." Um. So then they they get like a like a the I think the globe is like dark energy in the forest. So they go. Uh, we stay on Claire for a second, and she's like, "Oh, you need to burp," and he like burps, but he coughs up like soot into her face. So I I would not. 
want to be the actress having to do this. Like, Antonia Preble had to have someone, like, shotgun just some soot onto her. (laughs) (laughs) Cannot be terribly fun. So they get there, and there's a guy who can best be described as a Power Rangers monster. He's like a Metal Knight Power Rangers monster guy. Yeah, yeah. They fight him. (laughs) He's also very cordial, though. He's like, hey, what are you doing here? And they're like, time to die, asshole. And and he's just like, he's like, wait a minute. So they start fighting him. Uh, It doesn't really go anywhere. And then Udana shows up. He's like, what are you doing? And Nick's like, stop, he's evil. And she's like, no, he's not. That's Kalendor. (laughs) He's an old fling. Which is her old, her old, yeah, uh, old old fling of hers. Yeah, it's like her freshman year of college boyfriend. Yeah. And he turns from Power Ranger monster with a terrible mouth, like a like a Yo, scary yeah. evil it's mouth, sharp fangs, gross. Yeah. Just looks a little sticky. Into the that blonde guy from Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got a little mullet. It's a it, a little mullet is generous. I don't know. Comparing it to s- someone like Mullet Kid or Billy no. Ray Cyrus, it's it's a little mullet. It's, it's a little. It, it looks yeah. more like short hair, but it's still a mullet. Yeah. It. So it. So I have long hair, and I I wear a headband a lot of the time. And if it falls far enough back, it looks like I have a mullet. Um, and that's kind of that's like the amount of mullet that this guy has. I would yeah. say. Um, but he does he does look like that guy from Shrek. I don't know what the guy's name it's not Lord Farquaad. That's the other guy from Shrek. You know the blonde guy from Shrek. I've seen I can picture him. He's got a name. I'm, I'm sure he does. Shrek is a very solid movie. It wouldn't leave a character without a name. Yeah, I doubt it. That's him. <laughs> what he's doing. And his name is Calendor, which is just the word calendar. But a little fancier. With, with an O instead of an A. <laughs> instead of an A. And then, they're, so they're talking about how, like, this is he's an old friend and blah, blah, blah. And there's, like, a little close-up of the frog, the evil, the 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 suspicious frog from last time. Yeah, this is hanging out on, on Madison's shoulder. It's Madison, yeah. Yeah, but it was just hanging out on a branch. So it, did it follow them here? That's so that might, maybe that's later. Frog. There's there's some shot where they're like they're walking through the woods and the frog is just like they're in the background and the frog is in like the extreme foreground, just like chilling on a tree branch. That might be right before they get here then, because I don't think they are in the woods for any other length of time. Yeah, because they they arrive unmorphed and then morph to fight him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's probably what it was then. Um, so frogs there. Then we like pan back to Phineas who sees this. And this is well done because I thought he was talking about the frog, mm. and he's like, "Oh no, this is not good. This isn't. This is very bad." And then he is—he's worried. He turns around. And he runs. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, not him. Not him. <laughs> not him." <laughs> Why is his voice so low? Uh, maybe it's the only way he can make that voice come out. Then turn up the dial <laughs> on his audio track. No, can't. It's so easy to do. Ready? I can do it from here. Ah, uh, oh, oh. do you see that? That's a little dial that I did, and I didn't put it back in the same place, so it's going to be a little weird for your <laughs> out. To prove a point, I ruined the podcast. <laughs> I just don't know why it sounds. Also, all the all the sound mixing in this season is a little muddy. Like a lot of people just sound a little muddy, which is why you hear Chester the Jeffster instead of Jester, his actual name. Yeah. So speaking of speaking of Chester the Jeffster, we cut to him in town wreaking havoc, draws a little mustache on people. He grabs two people, a man and a woman, grabs them. And he's like, I'm going to get you. And they're like, ah, screaming and terrified. And he just draws a little tiny little French mustache. Yeah, he he draws on them in like, yeah, light red Sharpie. But it, their backs are to the camera. And then he's like, ah, and they turn around and they have these little. Like Jacques Cousteau <laughs> little mustaches. <laughs> These little baguette mustaches. Uh, and they are terrified. They're so scared they run off an overpass. They just fall backwards over an overpass. This woman does like a full like backflip over Yeah. It. It's crazy. I just, I don't know what, like. Because he didn't do it. Jester didn't do anything to them. No. 
I don't know what I was expecting to happen when they turned around, but it was not little mustaches that terrified them so much they almost died yeah. in traffic. What a what a lame monster. I'm just going to draw in their face. That'll get them. I mean, he's yeah. he's got a greater purpose. There's a bigger plan, but it's such a it's such but a dinky little thing that he <laughs> all does. All he does is color. <laughs> he's a coloring monster. What a jester. <laughs> got him. The court's going to laugh at this guy. Daisy has arrived. Sweet. <laughs> now the podcast can really start. <laughs> so we cut to root core. I guess they, I guess we get back and we're at root core and um, the Rangers are there and Calendar's there and Claire and Udana's there. And Claire sees that there's some like dark energy in town this time. And I forget what Calendar says, but he's like, go be honorable or something. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> don't forget to fight with honor. And it's and like, I was like, Okay. You're a narc. <laughs> right. This guy's a cop. And so they morph. And we get the whole morph sequence. We get the whole speeder bike, the broom changing into a speeder bike sequence. And then we get the, and you said this in episode two or three. And I'm going to have to, and I bleeped it then. I'm going to have to bleep it now. The t- he opens and they come out of it. <laughs> Not the t- and, and like, we running a little low on episode today. What's going on? <laughs> Why did we see this? Yeah, I don't know. Is this where Claire meets Calabar yet? Not Calabar. That's Halloween Cal- Town. That's a, that's a Halloween Town. Yeah, <laughs> Calendor. Calendor. What a dumb name. Um. Yeah. So he he says like um, he he like walks up to her and she's looking at him like oh a handsome man approaches a handsome man and he's like the bumbling servant and she's like oh fuck you. She- <laughs> It starts with Udana being like, this is Root Corps. This is a place I made after the war to, like, for a home base or whatever. And then he sees Claire. He goes right up to her and says, like, oh, of course you're the idiot who lives here. <laughs> you're the local idiot who works for Udana. And Claire's like, I'm a sorceress in training. Thank you very much. And I immediately want this man's head on a pike. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Without the reveal, like, regular this guy needs to go. <laughs> So then the crystal ball starts showing dark energy. He's like, oh, you're, this is your crystal ball uh, showing dark energy. She's like, yeah. This yeah. Is what... She's like, yeah, it, had dark, it was showing dark energy in the forest where the rangers went to fight or w- went and met you. You. And she gets this look on her face and she's like, and that was telling me there's dark energy right here in Root Core. And she turns around. She's like, Udana, you need to come look at this. And he's like, he waves his hand and it goes away. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> I turned it off. I flipped a switch. The, one, the one time it was working, and I just <laughs> unplugged it. Never again. You'll never turn it back on now. <laughs> so, and Udana gets down there, and she's like, "What?" And, and Claire's like, "It was dark energy was here just a second ago." And Udana's like, "Oh, Claire." And then he then he walks away. <laughs> Calendar walks away over to Genji. You remember Genji, the cat that I hate? Yeah, he's still here. He but. <laughs> But he's in his lamp the he's whole time. He's in his lamp the whole time. He pokes his little head out. And he's like, oh, not that guy. And he pops his head back in. Pops his head back in. And then Calendar puts a book on the lamp and so he can't get out of it. And Genji's like, oh, he put a book on me. He put a book on me. Not this guy. And he's like, I have I have some some terrible news to tell you. I was cursed to be in a cave and not age for 19 years. years. 19 years. <laughs> specific which also leads to like a couple other questions to where maybe they are not in high school or nick is very much older than them because we'll get there yeah Uh, but um this whole time genji is also like hey i was in the cave yeah he's like no that was me i was the one in the cave (laughs) (laughs) well technically we will find out both of them were in the cave both of them were so like yeah i really love the reveal and the way it works it makes last episode feel a little better it's still the worst don't get me wrong we're not changing it but it feels a little better in comparison because it's not just like here's a bunch of weird unrelated stuff it's like no it's it's a lot of reverse storytelling that's what this season's been doing a lot so far is they're doing (laughs) setups after the payoffs and it it always works but it just feels it, bad to start. Yeah, at the start, we're always like, I don't know about this. Where did, <laughs> and they're like, where no, did this worry. come from? And then, like, an episode or two later, we'll be like, it came from here. It'll be like, oh. Oh. Well, now it's good. <laughs> it's like me with kettle corn. <laughs> oh, I like that. 
where was I? He's like, yeah, yeah. So the person that did this to me was Daggeron. He 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 fell. I'm afraid he fell to dark magic. And I was like, Daggeron. It's way cooler than Kalendor. <laughs> you and your dork ass buster name. <laughs> Cut to the Rangers. They're in town. They're fighting Chester the Jeffster. And um, this is a funny thing that Vita says as they're flying in because he's like bouncing around, and, like drawing on stuff. And Vita's like, bad guys are always so obvious. Which is funny because they didn't realize that Kalendor is a dead <laughs> at the very least. <laughs> yeah. Then they see the people dangling as they're fighting Chester the Jester, and Madison is the only one who sees this, and she runs and like leaps off yeah. of a car and like Superman flies. There. I think they all see them hanging up there, and Jester's like, <laughs> "You see, I did that. <laughs> that was me." And, and now then they die. they fight, and while they're fighting is when they like lose their grip, and Madison's the one that sees them falling, and like yeah. Superman flies over there to catch them. She and catches Madison... them. She's like, "How about a tr- how about a trust fall like that, huh?" Bless her heart. <laughs> she is. She's no Spider Man. She is so plain, and but I don't mean that in a bad way. It it is a character trait. She, it's not like she's yeah. la- like her like it's not like she's lacking traits and she's plain because of it. Like her character trait is she's like a average <laughs> plain girl. She catches them and sets them down, and then like the other Rangers come over and she's like. No, that's what I call a catch. <laughs> that's how you do trust balls. But she says it like, you get it? And the, everyone's like, not really. You just <laughs> you just said what you did. <laughs> I just love that she's on purpose. Like, just she's not fun. She's not unfunny. She's just not very good at being funny. Yeah. Um, it's very good. Uh, so then uh, Nick goes into Sockenbopper mode. You remember the thing that Xander got first that we've never yeah. seen anyone uh, the, else the but thing, Nick use? The thing Xander got and then Nick – not Nick. That's the actor's name. That's the actor's – I did that in the episode I just edited. I called Chip Nick like ten <laughs> times because the actor's <laughs> name is Nick. Um, Chip was like, hey, we all have that code and we all can use them now. And then only <laughs> Nick – get they have one pair of Sockenboppers between the five of them and only <laughs> Nick ever gets to play with them. I feel like when we when he when he said that when Chip said that because that was the episode Tanner was on. I feel like Tanner was like, "Just wait," because <laughs> <laughs> now it's Nick's toy. He got it, and no one else can use it. So they fight a little bit more. Uh, Chester the Jeffster dips, and they see the thing you painted on the ground. They're like, "Where have I seen this symbol before?" And I thought I was like, "Oh, the payoff's going to be that they saw this symbol on Calendar's robot." body yeah because it's just like a red x so even yeah, if it was like, he because when he when he demorphs it's, the, it's like the under armor logo yeah it, that's almost exactly <laughs> what it is yeah uh, when he demorphs calendar he just has like i don't want to call it like a karate shirt but i can't think of a better word for it <laughs> it's like a fencing kind shirt. of yeah and i thought very easily that could have had this weird logo on it yeah that's not it that's not it um, we cut to Claire stomping through the woods, and boy, I wish you, I wish this was not on Disney Channel for just like f- one minute, so she could cuss, because like you know she wanted to. <laughs> uh, but she's stomping through the woods. She's like, "Oh, bumbling serpent! I hate that guy. That guy boil really boils my blood." And that's and I love everybody, so that's saying something that I hate that guy. And I'm like, I hate that guy too. Claire, say the word. He's dead. <laughs> um, and then she bumps into Phineas. He's like, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to scare you. She's like, oh, it's okay. I'm just mad because of Calendor. And she's like, oh, and Phineas is like, yeah, I hate that guy too. Uh, I don't. <laughs> or, Phineas is like mumbling about something, and Claire's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, oh, I can't. This is, I won't say. I can't tell you. But then she's like, yeah, well, one of Udana's old friends is in town, and I hate him because all she can think about is fucking him. I just want him to leave. <laughs> and Phineas is like, I also do not like her old friends and she's like yeah calendar's the worst he's like oh yeah he's super the worst he's like evil and she's like hold on what <laughs> yeah and he's like yeah he betrayed dacheron <laughs> yeah and she's like how do you know that he's like i was there <laughs> and i don't know why i never thought like he's definitely older than 19 yeah <laughs> like, and she's like hold on what he's like yeah long ago title drop uh he fought he he used dark magics to to turn he like black he zapped it with with dark magics to dagger on and she's like oh and then runs off and he's like does it me and he smells his breath he's like oh yeah okay that's probably me <laughs> coming around on phineas in weird ways 
This is a much better use than I got a toothache. Yeah. Take me to the dentist. Oh, my teeth. <laughs> my toothers. <laughs> I've got 82 of them, and some are other people's. <laughs> like, just like I want the lore. I don't want the shenanigans. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I like the shenanigans, but I want the lore. Yeah, Finney's Day Out was not a... Uh... Not it. It not was it. not it, it was not as it. the kids say. <laughs> so we cut back to Udana. She's like, I can't believe Daggeron betrayed you. It, the Xenotome should have said something about that. I he, he, hey, can I say something? Yeah, it's a that's that's how the whole show works. <laughs> this might be controversial. Okay. Um, I hate Udana. I think <laughs> this absentee that, that might mother, be controversial. Yes, this absentee mother who just wants to bang her old boyfriend and cannot <laughs> see anything past that in this episode is very frustrating. It's very I, like. I think Udana is the least consistent character because I feel like every episode she's like different. She's got different things going on with her, right? Yeah, you would think she's like old mystic wizard. But no, but what happened is knowledgeable, but she has no knowledge. The book has all the knowledge. (laughs) The book is she did do that. She did have the knowledge of the the Dracula stuff, but she didn't tell anybody. It just went and got it. Why? I don't know. Here's the weird th- here's what I think is going on with Udana. Okay. And I think it's very relatable to, to people around our age who, for example, two calendar years ago, uh, the world went into a lockdown over a global pandemic and it never really got better because nobody uh did the stuff that we needed to do to I say nobody, but like enough people. You know, you know yeah, who, yeah. you know who they are. I think what happened is she was like living her life, having fun, freewheeling. She had a baby, as we'll find out later, and then right as she had the baby. There was a mystical war, and everybody she knows died, and everybody else she didn't like went to hell, including yeah. her, her sister died. Someone went to hell behind the gates. We don't know who that is, but no, I mean I'm pretty sure it's correct. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this, this is the other thing too. Okay, if I could shoot my shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please. Every other person immediately, Udana is like. Oh, my old friend. My I, old I, I reckon, Genji. I recognize, oh, it's oh, Kalendor. Oh, you with the yucky teeth mouth? That's Kalendor, <laughs> my old boyfriend. Yeah. But all we get for Korag is, you seem familiar, wizard. S- something's up, wizard. <laughs> so I think this happened, and then the whole, her whole world essentially ended, and she kind of just went on timeout for 19 <laughs> years. And so now she's seeing all these handsome people. She's like, I could, I could get some. Yeah, because at one point she hasn't been late in nineteen years. Yeah, well, She's just I think thirsty. I think she has been now in this episode because <laughs> when before Claire leaves, when this whole thing with the viewing globe is is going on, Calendor's like, "Hey, Udana, can we just come over here?" And Udana's <laughs> like, "Yeah, sorry, Claire, I have to go. I have to go. Don't follow. I have to go get it. If you could leave Rootcore." <laughs> for that's about, why Claire left, not because she's mad. You told about to leave. Fifteen minutes. Yeah. <laughs> So we get back, and she's like, I can't believe Daggeron betrayed you. Why didn't the Xenotome tell me? And he's like, oh, the Xenotome. And she's like, yeah, it's our it's our best weapon. The Xenotome is the real Zordon. I'm the actual Alpha 5. <laughs> and then Claire is the sub-Alpha 5. Yeah. Uh, she's the Decca. <laughs> <laughs> but the book is the real brains behind the operation. <laughs> I guess. And she's like, oh, let me make some tea. He's like, don't worry. I'll do it. Nothing sinister going on here. He goes off to make tea. We cut to Groovy Tunes I USA. Just, like she's not getting any vibes off of Calendor she's, at all. Josh, she's drunk on horny. She, she can't well, well, see this is, the forest for the the root core. Look, if I can say this in a gross way, this is post coitus. So she's got you know she's got she's uh she's a little brain foggy from yeah. getting her back blown out. Yeah. So she's like <laughs> she's like, hey, here's our most powerful weapon. If anything happened to this, we would all be screwed. I'm gonna leave you alone with it and go make some tea. <laughs> but then he's like, No, I'll go make the tea. And she's like, great. She's like, yeah, I'll just like I'll, I'll sit here and look at book. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we got to we got to rug porium. And the ranger's like, what are we going to do about Chester the Jeffster? And they're like, I don't know. We just got to, like, find him and stop him. Like, and I was like, I don't know what, you, like, I don't, I understand why we're doing this. But I don't know why we need to have, like, a meeting about, like, what are we going to do? Are we going to find him and kill him? That's what we do with <laughs> monsters, right? And then Maddie's like, I, I've seen the symbol before. I know I have. Like, I, I, 
I just don't know where I've seen it. And this, I was like, it's on his chest. It's got, that's going to be the reveal. <laughs> it's not the reveal. I was wrong, but it would have been cool. And then um, the little frog jumps on her shoulder again. Frog followed her from the magic forest. Frog jumps on her. She doesn't notice. Xander goes, ooh, looks like you got a little prince here. And she's like, what? And then she looks aside. There's a frog. And she's like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> And then, frog we, off. and then we get a montage of everyone in this record store miraculously not stomping on this I, frog. This frog should be dead. <laughs> <laughs> First, before this happens, when she like, knocks off, she's like, ugh, ugh, ugh. And Vito's like, what's the matter, sis? Don't like frogs still? And she's like, yeah, I don't like frogs ever since you put one down my dress when we were kids. Which would I feel like is a, at wouldn't least... That, wouldn't that just, like... Can I just fall out the bottom? They're sticky, Josh. It's like, I guess it's true. Frog's whole thing is they stick to things. <laughs> that would be terrible. I guess. I just think it'd be it's better to have it put down your dress like than, to frogs? Put, than to have it put in your pants. I feel like it's still gotta touch you. <laughs> I you know? Yeah, it's true. I do like frogs, but I also have never had one put in my undergarments. That's true. So then Vita laughs at this, like, ah ha ha, I permanently scarred you. <laughs> I ruined you for the rest of your life. Lol. <laughs> and then um, the frog jumps and Maddie freaks out, starts like hiding behind people. The frog is on the loose. Everyone decides, let's get the frog yeah, to get it out of they're here. They're trying and to it... get it. But Madison is so good at being, terrified. At being scared of this frog. It's oh, it's so good. Every chance she gets, she's like just trying not to get touched again by the frog. <laughs> it's jumping around. There's this whole Scooby Doo <laughs> runaround <laughs> sequence going on. It hops on the turntable, and Vita's trying to grab it, but she doesn't want to kill it. Like, yeah. That's the important thing is nobody wants to kill the frogs. So they're trying to be ginger with it, but it's moving around in a circle, so they can't like grab it. So it hops off, and then we cut away from there. I think. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. They just chased around for a while, and then Toby comes out, sees this wild energy going on, and just proudly says, "Rock and roll." <laughs> this is why I opened the rock this, for you. This is why I do what I do. <laughs> <laughs> They're trashing his store, and he's like, "This is that's yes. the spirit of rock and roll lives in 2006." <laughs> <laughs> Puddle of mud did this. <laughs> Velvet me, Revolver is gotta, the reason for this. I'm gonna go play my Hinder record at full volume. <laughs> Not a Hinder. Hey, did you know Puddle of Mud has five albums? That sounds wrong. And a cover album. <laughs> a cover? What? Josh, Look, stop the podcast. What's on the cover album? <laughs> hang on. It's. I looked it up. And I'm going to listen to the other five and use that as a reward for getting there. <laughs> but that cover album has, it looks like it slaps. <laughs> Puddle of Mud discography. Here we go. Because Puddle of Mud had two songs. They they had She Hates Me. Um, blurry. And they had three. They had Control, She Hates Control. Me, and Blurry. Right. Um, I feel like Control and Blurry were on the same album, though, right? All three of those are on the same album. All three of them. <laughs> All three of those are on their first album. <laughs> and then they made four more. They kept doing it. Good for them. Um, all right. It's called <laughs> R.E. Colon. Dis discovered, but disc is in parentheses. Okay. <laughs> so it's a lot to look at. That's a, that's. I feel like if you type that into a computer, it would do something. Um, so they've co- they covered the Rolling Stones, Gimme Shelter. Okay. Uh, Neil Young's Old Man, which I that one I don't think I know off the top of my head. I yeah, I I'm if I heard it I might know it, but I can't think of it. Uh, they cover TNT by ACDC. Sure. Stop dragging my heart around by uh, Stevie Nicks and Tom Petty. Okay. Uh, that's the, a weird one. The Joker by the Steve Miller Band. Obviously. Everybody wants you by Billy Squire. Uh, Rocket Man by Elton John. <laughs> All Right Now by Free, uh, Shooting Star by Bad Company, Dire Maker by Led Zeppelin, and Funk 49 by the James Gang. That's so weird. That track list is, I think, every classic rock station from, like, 1996 (laughs) to 2006. Yeah. I'm going to get that. I'm going to listen to the shit out of that. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, we talked about it on the podcast, so... Oh, there's bonus it... tracks in the iTunes and European edition. They oh, co- hot, um, oh, thank God. They've covered Cocaine by J.J. Gale and with a little help from my friends by the Beatles. So those ones are about drugs. <laughs> that, you know, just save your receipts because this is you can write this off on your taxes <laughs> next year. Because <laughs> we talked about it on the podcast. Oh, yeah, business expense. It's business expense. Yeah. We cut back from... Toby proudly being like, yes, rock and roll. I love I love it. I love the spirit of rock. To Calendor being like, here are the tea I made. And her being like, I'll take this one. And him going, not that one. He's like, I put honey in this one. Just for like you. Like you like it. And she's not like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right. So she takes it. There's so many red flags. So But she is many. so, she's got tunnel vision for the D. And she also she, never she never went to college, Josh. That's true. She had a baby fresh out of fresh out of magic school. Fresh out of magic high school. She starts to she slowly takes a sip. Claire bursts open the door, is like, no, runs in, jumps on Calendor's back, puts him in a sleeper hole. Yeah. She's got him in like a rear choke. And Udana's like she still has the tea in her hand. She's like, Claire, what are you doing to my man? <laughs> and, and she's like, this. This son of a bitch. <laughs> He's evil. He betrayed Daggeron. And Adana is like, no. He would never. And in the scuffle, her tea gets knocked out of her hand and melts a book. He, cause he's like <laughs> trying to get her Claire off of him and like whips her around and Claire's foot like hits it. And it lands on a book and it is acid. Yeah. It just starts <laughs> to like foam and melt. Yeah. And then he gets Claire off and, and she's like, Calendor. And then he turns into mumra <laughs> i was not expecting this i thought he was just gonna be a a monster same <laughs> so he turns he turns into mumra they do like a spell blast he just starts blasting she starts blasting and he's like without your magic wand you're not as powerful and then claire's like and says something and does like a little blast to help out yeah udana's like hey claire could you use your bad magic to help me out here <laughs> I will die and Claire, if you don't. Like, I thought at first she just vanished him, like disappear. <laughs> I thought it was like a get out of here, like a teleportation yeah. spell. And it might have been. She just didn't teleport him very far away because in one <laughs> second he just like slides right. back into the frame. Because she's like, oh, oh, he's gone, and then he's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> and then he freezes them, and they're they're like free. And by like, Udana grabs Claire to like protect her, and he freezes them. And then um, he's like, I'm gonna. Get your book now <laughs> and he goes to touch it and it's he's like ah force field i should have known and then he starts doing a spell on it which consists mostly of him saying darius rucker darius rucker <laughs> darius rucker that yeah because the book has a protection spell so yeah. evil can't get it and only it can only be broken by hootie <laughs> <laughs> he says darius so many times <laughs> so we cut we cut from there to the Rangers chasing the frog. We well, we come. It's it is an amazing shot of the Rangers. Like it's like a little bit slowed down, but not terribly. Just enough to notice Rangers like sliding around a corner as the frog leaps all arms a kit all just limbs like a akimbo, total star pose, just like woo! fully at the camera. <laughs> it lands. There's a scream outside. The Rangers go huh, and then. They're like, we'll get the frog later. Turn around. Start running. The frog turns around and jumps back at them like, no. <laughs> don't forget me. Start chasing them. So they, they they run outside. Chester the Jeffster is drawn on the ground. He's like halfway. Th- he's basically done with a symbol. They're already morphed, which is fine. I don't need to see them morph again. We've already got two in this episode, so I think we we're did. good. Madison blasts him with a water spell. It hits him, knocks him back, and it washes away the symbol he drew. And she's like, I knew it. That symbol that you're drawing is the same one on the dark spell seals that Korag does. Also, when he's drawing on the ground, I think he says something about, like, this will kill everybody. Yeah, he's like, once the circle is complete, all the humans will die. (laughs) Like, that's a powerful spell. I feel like you could send four people to do that simultaneously and maybe get it done in one trip. No, no, there's... Look, we will will find out that the gates to hell are just open. Well, yeah. They say that. 
they're like the gates are open and evil's just coming out. Yeah. But still only one only single file. <laughs> yeah. They still have some decorum. Yeah. There's like this big like overlay of the city where like the symbols were and like there's like a dotted line or whatever to where they are now and it's like no, he didn't get to kill everybody because of the symbol and she's like not going to happen, not on my watch. So then he blasts them. Everybody gets knocked down except for Madison. She gets back up and like charges him and like goes to attack him. And I don't remember exactly what happens, but it does end with her on the ground unmorphed. So I feel like he just like he hits her back he harder. He hits her and she falls down morphed. And then after she lands, she's like laying on the ground for a second and then she demorphs. So it's it was like doing residual damage, I guess. Maybe. It wasn't very long between her landing and morphing, so it might have just usually been like, like a for effect. Yeah, but, yeah. Could, but usually the blow will do it. Yeah. So it was weird. I don't know. It just was noticeable to me that it was after she landed and was like down for a second. It was literally like one second. Yeah. But it's long enough because normally it's like a unmorph and not yeah. a unmorph. <laughs> he has Edward Scissorhands all of a sudden. Yeah. I don't remember seeing this before. He goes to uh, impale her. <laughs> yeah. With a murder weapon. And then the little froggy jumps, does a big leap. I love this little froggy uh, lands on him in the Sentai footage. So that's why there's a frog. <laughs> He's like, yucky, a frog. <laughs> I think this gives the range, like it distracts him long enough for the other rangers to get up and like attack. I th- yeah, I think so. Because the next thing I remember is Nick like flying at him. Yeah, Nick's like, go away from her. <laughs> and then like they attack and the frog jumps down and lands next to Maddie. She's like, oh, thank you. You saved me. You gross, ugly thing. <laughs> You terrible, horrible monster. We come back to Mumra, who's like, Darius Rucker, Darius Rucker, Darius Rucker. <laughs> and then he's oh, like, I want to be with you. <laughs> he's like, soon I will have the power of the mystics. And then we cut back to Madison. And she picks up the frog and very gingerly gives it a kiss. And it turns into a guy. It's so funny. She's like, oh, you saved my life, you ugly little frog. She's like, I could kiss you about it. And then she does. She's just a tiny little on its back. Yeah. Because, you know, still Disney, still Power Rangers. Right. Can't even kiss a fucking frog on the mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Papa Walt said no kissing and he meant it. I don't care. I don't. Hey, I don't care that our entire empire is built on true love's kiss. I don't give a about that. You want to do a kiss on my watch of Power Rangers? I don't think so. Uh, is that in the contract? Savon is like, okay, you can buy Power Rangers. You can from have me, it, but no one better kiss. But one of the clauses is no kisses. If they kiss, it defaults back to me. Yeah, <laughs> I get all. all I, I get, get all, all the back. all the money retroactively comes to me. And they're like, you'll never trick us, Savon. And they're like, we'll give it to you for fifteen dollars. We just want to get rid of it. So then the frog turns into a guy, which makes this a little weird. It's her, it, It's a little weird. His it would fascination be... with specifically Madison becomes a little weird to me. Yeah, because it's John Tui who's like a full-ass adult, and she's playing like a teen still. <laughs> so this is the guy who played uh, Doggy Kruger. Oh. just He doesn't have a mask on. Did he do the just, voice, too, or was he just like the body? He, he was both of them, yeah. Oh, good for him. Yeah. Look at all the SPD leftovers. Right? Um, and then, so he, uh, um, well, I guess Claire is a, is from Dino Thunder. Well, she was also the voice of Nova Ranger <laughs> in SPD. That hardly counts for it. Well, it knowing now that it was her, Nova Ranger still is, deserves her spot on the list. Yeah. Uh, it's just still, yeah, it's just nicer. It's just a little, yeah. it's a little, it's a little bit of a bandaid on a bullet wound. <laughs> and he's a, he, yeah, it's, it's, look, he's an adult man. <laughs> yeah. He's like 30. It would have been fine if he was like a teen prince kind of guy, but it's an adult man. So it's just like, it's like, okay, let's, but at least he's, it seems like him, he's not like, I will pursue this. He's just like, thank you for making me not a frog anymore. You yeah. Know? And it's hard because Madison is kind of playing it like, oh, he's handsome, but is also like not showing romantic interest at the same time. Right. Yeah. And like, to be fair, he is handsome. That's a handsome man. Yeah, and he has to be—he has to be an older man because the character is like Udana's age, I think. Yeah, he does. When he like is revealed, he has like a Yu-Gi-Oh card in one hand and his Morpher <laughs> in the other, and he does a big blast that knocks Chester the Jeffster back, and he's like, "Thank you for breaking the curse." And then he 
does a morph. A lot of curse talk in this episode. A lot of curses. There's like a thousand curse. The death by a thousand curses in this. The curses per minute in this episode off the charts. <laughs> it's about to ramp up. Let's say curse like a thousand times. About as many times as we just did. He morphs. He also says magical source mystic force, which is nice. Because now if they all morph together, he doesn't have to get his <laughs> own little separate morph. He gets to just say the same thing. He just gets to say the same thing. So he morphs into this like rad sun knight. This like gold sun knight. Yeah. What does he say? Solaris knight or something? He's like, I am the Solaris knight. And then he says like, where's Genji? And we cut to Genji still under the book. And he's like, oh, Solaris knight's here. Yeah. And it just disappears. So, um, <laughs> what's his name? Imperius is like. Trying to steal the Xenotome, doing the Darius Rucker counter spell on it. Yeah. And Genji's He's like, trying oh, to hoot the blowfish out of it. Oh, Dagron's back. Hey, uh, they're going to go back. They're going to go home. <laughs> just like, he just po- so he's under this book, but he could have just poofed out. He could have teleported the whole time. Unless he can only teleport back to Daggeron. He can only teleport Maybe. back to Solaris Knight. Do we know that this is that? Da- I mean, we we know now because we've seen the whole episode. But at this point in the episode, do we know this is Daggeron? Yes. I feel like he says I'm Daggeron, but well, I don't remember. After, after this fight, they're going to be like, "Who?" or Madison will be like, who are you? And he's like, there's no time. Udana's in trouble. And I don't know how he would know that. I feel like I feel like I knew his name was Daggeron right away. Yeah. But for through context clues. But I don't know. If, I don't actually remember if he did say this name. Yet I or think not. Genji did. Or Genji. I think Genji did say it. I thought he said Solaris Knight is back. Oh, maybe. So, I don't know. It might be a case of we know and the Rangers don't, or we we put it together. It was right. so easy to figure out that we just assumed they told us. Literally, <laughs> as soon as they were like, oh, Kalendor's a bad guy, I was like, that frog is a prince. <laughs> like, the second I was like, that's what that is. So, Genji teleports to him, and he's like, hey, I'm back. I'm a gun now. <laughs> yeah, the lamp is his weapon. The lamp is his gun, yeah. It's- but he has to he has to crank it. He has to like charge it by spinning that wheel. If you oh, if you love the sound, you're gonna hear it so many times in the next minute if you watch this episode. He's doing it, he's just blasting the hell out of the grody. It's a pretty cool fight, but it's mostly just him like cranking the gun and blasting it. And then he um Chester the Jeffster's like, I'm gonna leave because I don't wanna die. And he tries to do this thing he did earlier where he jumps into the cement as if it is water. But uh, Solaris Knight shoots it and it goes into the, <laughs> the cement water and blows him out of it. And then he does his like finishing blow where he shoots Genji, but like a gold ghost version of Genji out of the lamp who just punches the shit out of Chester the Jeffster until he dies. <laughs> Yeah. That's the coolest Genji's probably ever going to get, if I'm being honest. <laughs> I'm sure we'll see it again and again well, and like, again. At least, uh, at least there's one thing I like about Genji. <laughs> Hopefully so he just stays in the lamp. Is when he's a bullet. If he doesn't, and he pops out of the lamp and hangs around, <laughs> Root Corps is going to have, like, 11 people there. <laughs> it's going to be crowded. So full, like... Be a sitcom. <laughs> Forget Riverdale. This is Root Core. This is <laughs> Rooterdale. I just, in my notes, I just River- wrote Mel. <laughs> Riverdale is not a sitcom. No, <laughs> not at all. Sometimes it pretends to be, but that's like in like fever dreams. Right. It'll do like a sitcom thing, and that's kind of fun. Um, I don't know why I wrote this down. I think it's because everybody else is morphed except for um, Madison. Madison. Yeah. I just wrote down Melanie Vallejo is so hot. <laughs> She's so. <laughs> Um, she's like, thanks. Who who are you? And he's like, no time for names. Udana's in trouble. Cut back to root core. Mumra's like Darius Rucker, and then the, it's the final <laughs> thing, and the spell is broken. And he's like, now I will take the Zeno. Yeah, he's, he's going to grab it as slowly as Udana was about to drink her tea. <laughs> And he just gets blasted. I hope no sun knights come in here and blow me away from the book I'm trying to steal. (laughs) He gets blasted back. And then and it's it's Daggeron. And this is when he reveals that, like. He is Kalendor still like earlier it. It feels like it could have played as like I was pretending to be Kalendor, but I'm actually Mumra. But like 
no, I am Kalendor. I'm just imperious now. Yeah. Because I went evil. And then he, like, leaves because he's been caught, I guess. Well, he got he got blasted, and he has, so he has to go recharge. He, right, right. His batteries are low. Yeah, he took a he took a good shot, and he's like, "Ouch!" <laughs> I don't I don't care for that. <laughs> so we I don't know if we go to commercial. I feel like we go to commercial. We come back, and there's like a little flashback of uh, Daggeron and Kalendor. And Kalendor's in like a different form. It's like the the form from the beginning, but without the terrible mouth, because the terrible mouth like grows out of him at some point. Yeah. And he's like, why would you betray us? And he's like, for magic and power or whatever. However people betray you uh, for, you know. Yeah, it's because Dark is the good side. I wanted to be on the winning side. Yeah, Dark's going to win. It's like <laughs> that very rarely happens in Power Rangers. <laughs> it happened once and not even for very long. <laughs> yeah, and then like immediately was was undone. Yeah. Um, and so he's like, then I was trapped in the cave. Like da- this dagger on telling them. It's then a, or telling just Udana, I think. He's like, I was, I was trapped in the cave. Um, and this is when I was like, oh, because Genji's his weapon. So, of course, Genji and him are there. And last last episode, the frog was in the cave. Yeah. It's like the setup of a backwards. And it works very <laughs> well. But just like when it starts, I'm just so used to not trusting that Power Rangers will do anything with anything. That like, they're like, here's some stuff. And I'm like, oh, what's it going to be, though? And then they're like, eh, it works. And I was like, you're right. You got me there. <laughs> Fair play, Power Rangers. And Udana's like. What about what about Bowen? What about my child, my baby? And he's like, I lost sight of him during the battle, and I want to know what this little baby was up to during the battle between good and evil. Because we saw the baby, and it was a baby, baby. <laughs> it was, yeah. Was he crawling away? Did someone kidnap him? She also says, like, what about Leanbo? I think she said Leanbo, Leanbo, something like that. Uh, like, did he find him? And he's like. Leonbo's dead. He's yeah, he's been destroyed. Destroyed. And he's like, I'm sorry for failing you, and like turns around, like walks into root core. And then the camera like stays there for a second and then like catches Phineas in a bush <laughs> and like dollies in, like trucks in to see him. And he's like, Oh no, the miscreants are gonna find out what I did. Oh god. And then the episode ends. Yeah. It's like, okay, now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> So that's the end of the episode, Josh. Yeah. You started. I get to pick the first best. I'm going to say the best is Claire jumping on Kalendor, putting him in a sleeper hold to get him to not kill Udana with acid poison. That's that's my best. I think the best is... Hey, was this weirdly... Like... This could have been a Madison episode. It It is a Madison episode the same way Petrified <laughs> – or not Petrified. Uh, Rock Solid is a Madison episode, and then it's about Madison, but also, no, it's not. Yeah. It's about Madison in, in respect to how that is actually about somebody else. Yeah. Because <laughs> it, it, it is as close to a Madison episode as we, I think, are going to get, which is Madison helps – yeah, <laughs> more than anyone, you know. Uh, I, hmm. yeah, I guess that is the best. Is Claire just being like, "Oh hell no," nah, and just like jumping on this dude? Because like Phineas is like, he's evil. He turned evil. He used dark magic to kill Daggeron, a known badass. Like, like yeah. <laughs> you can tell that everyone's like, he killed Daggeron. That's impressive. And she just runs up and puts him in a chokehold. It's great. <laughs> uh, the worst. I don't know what the worst is. I'm going to say the worst is Mumra, like for being an asshole to Claire. Yeah. <laughs> when he's like, oh, you're the idiot who runs around here, huh? That sucked. I hated him from that moment on. <laughs> uh, my worst is Udana's fog brain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, MVP is Madison. Uh, I'm going to give MVP to Claire. Okay. I think it's I think it's Madison. It's like her acting in the terrified running around scene in in Rockporium. Wow, so good. It was that was very good, extremely good. Uh, now we got to rank it. <laughs> is, is, is Santa there? <laughs> it, it snowed yesterday, <laughs> and so I have a metal roof, and the snow piles up, and then during the day the roof heats up, and then it will just like 
ice shelves will just fall off. <laughs> and it does sound like reindeer landing on my roof. I would say this is significantly better than Scaredy Cat. Yeah. I kind of want to put this pretty high. I really liked it. And, I, and again, I don't know if that's in like retaliation of the last episode being so bad or if it just was this good. But I feel like, like I think it's pretty good. Pretty um, close to the top. Broken Spells, the premiere. Yeah. Okay. I do think this is a better non-Madison episode than Rock Solid. That's that's what I was gonna say. I, th- I think it's a I think it's above Rock Solid. I don't know if it's as good as Petrified Xander. I don't think I would put it above Petrified Xander. Yeah. So uh, coming in at number four, long ago, long long ago. We'll see you for the next episode. Short ago. Short, short ago. <laughs> what is the next episode? Do I have it pulled up? That's Stacy Keebler. Uh, <laughs> you're welcome thank you <laughs> i gotta close that because it'd be weird to have uh dolly parton and stacy keeler just open on my phone for no no apparent reason uh next up is called inner strength Ooh, inner strength and it aired the same day this episode aired so i feel like it's like a sneak two-parter so we'll see how that tracks um but we will find out on monday how that how that goes but until then may, may the, the power, power protect, protect you, you. That was something weird going on inside of me right now. Are you okay? It seems like you're having a hard time. I have to burp and yawn, and I can't (laughs) figure out the order of operations I should do this in. So I feel like I'm just going to (laughs) explode. I'm just going to let this lay, I guess.